Hello there and welcome to this week's yet another wrestling podcast. As per, I'm David Hogg and joining me, as always, I just can't seem to get rid of him, is Mr. Fraser Porter. Hello, Fraser. Hello. Yeah, I'm a bad smell that just can't, doesn't go away, really. You're, you're, gonna, you're stuck with me right now. I was all set for having a nice birthday weekend off, but no, you decided to drag me back to do another predictions because you're annoyed that I uh, I took your prediction title away at Money in the Bank and you want it back. Yes, I don't appreciate losing my championship. I feel I was robbed off the belt. And I, I feel like NXT is, is a good place to try and win it back, and especially on your birthday weekend. At the time of recording, it's my birthday tomorrow. If you're hearing this and it's Friday, then yeah, send me presents. And you will be how old, David? I'll be, t- I'll be 20, which uh, can't say I'm... You will no longer be a child. No, I will no longer be a teenager, which means that I can start singing that My Chemical Romance song. I'm unfamiliar with the My, My Chemical Romance song. Disappointing. They've got a song called Teenagers. Okay, okay. Which is the only song that I've ever uh, done karaoke to. Right, okay. I will leave the image of that to your imagination. Yes, uh, uh, it's a great thought if you're doing karaoke. It's just a, pre- it's a prediction special because I am salty that you won my title. Which I've held since Fastlane? No, no. You know, Mania. I think. You've no. held since Mania. Did, you won it at Mania. Mania. Did I win it at Mania? Did I win it at Mania? Right, well, I've held it since Mania. It's been a month and a half. I'm not ready to... I want my belt back, you know. I'm like Brock, I'm just back, I want it back. Well, don't worry, we'll get into Brock a bit later. Anyway, um, before we get into predictions and I retain my championship, we've just got a bit of stuff to cover. It was Double or Nothing last weekend, and... It was a bloody good show. It was. Yeah, I loved it. Although my the one thing I didn't enjoy was it finished at like 6am UK time. And it was when the, the sun is coming up and you can hear the birds. Yeah. That's when you know it's too late. So I was I was a bit, not annoyed, but I was just like, oh, this could have yeah, been I a was, bit shorter. I was just annoyed that um, Jack Whitehall was there. You know, he's, he's showing support. He's a big wrestling fan. Uh, speaking of wrestling fans, are we uh, sidetracked? Uh, Lewis Capaldi has not responded to our shout-out, so he's a, he's a coward. Yeah, well, that's a bold statement. Hashtag coward Capaldi. There we go. Coward Capaldi, wow. I wonder how he'll take to that. Anyway, yes, back to Double or Nothing. Yeah, a fantastic show. It was really much a show of two halves, though, uh, to use a football analogy. Mr. Mr. David Tanner would hate that. A shout out to David Tanner. Yeah, former lighter. We're, we're done. We're done and dusted. Anyway, something that is also done is Double or Nothing, and we are going to actually get on to talking about it rather than having all these uh, tangents. Yeah, it was a, yes. it was a show of two halves. Uh, the final three matches were sensational. Uh, Cody, Cody Dustin was something else. Yeah, I would say Cody Dustin was the, mm-hmm. the match of the night. I was felt a bit let down by Omega Jericho. And that's partly because their last match was a no DQ match, and this wasn't. And then it was like a step down. And the, the match in between between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros was it was just a super kick fest. There were so many super kicks, legs flying everywhere. It was great. It was it was a great match. It was just spot after spot after spot after spot, and it was a signature Young Bucks match. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was great. I have heard a few people saying that the whole thing was a bit too flippy floppy wrestling but I mean that's the kind of thing that I love so I'm totally on board with that yeah and I enjoy that style as well uh, I, I wouldn't be able to watch a whole show where it's just all yeah. of that for one match I thought it was great and uh, of course the elephant in the room was 
Mr. John Moxley appearing. Yeah, I missed that. I popped so hard. Yeah, I was I was watching, knowing that he or had a feeling, I had a hunch that he was going to be there. So I stayed up and I was like, I could have gone to sleep because I was really, really tired. I'd been at work. And just as Moxley comes down the steps and the camera appears on him, my Wi-Fi turned off. It cut out. Oh, no. Now, I was watching a stream that was the like Fight oh. Network one. So it was like I'd paid for it. So it wasn't like the stream had been pulled. My Wi-Fi cut out and it was very annoying because I stayed up until 6 a.m. to see Moxley just appear and not actually do anything. So I had to find on Twitter what he'd actually done. And it was fantastic. Wonderful. I mean, I sent you a very sweary message the next morning, just uh, losing my mind over it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really pleased that he is in AEW. It's, much a, be- it's a much better place for him to be than WWE based on what he was saying on Jericho's yeah, podcast. Um, and if you've not had a chance to listen to it, I urge everyone to go and do that. He shined a light on everything. Did. It was uh, it was fantastic. Just some of the stuff he was saying, you know, like creative is broken and it's all Vince's fault. He hires, he hires Brock Lesnar to come ruin the company. And even some even some of the more, uh, human elements that we got out of uh, Jonathan Good was like he felt sick going to work every Monday mm-hmm. and it was an interesting look behind the curtain of WWE and just that it is I think what we all feared is that it is just one 72 73 year old man's blinkered vision of what he thinks is uh, entertaining I th- yeah it's it, it, did, it definitely did confirm many people's suspicions with WWE and made people understand the position that those that are wanting to leave are in and I feel like Moxley did the best way to do it. Didn't complain, didn't express, out, like completely express under contract that he wanted out. He just went, look, I'm leaving. And then after he had left, he let all his grievances air. And I think that's what the Revival, Sasha, Luke Harper, all the names that we've heard rumoured that want out their contract should be doing. Just sucking it up and just not making a fuss until they're out of their contract. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's maybe not a case of sucking it up. It's just that I think John said in the in the podcast, you know, I would complain until it was the start of the show, and then that's it. So it's just being a, a professional and getting on with this job. Yeah, be a professional. We mentioned WWE there. Uh, how did they respond to Double or Nothing? They didn't, really. They kind of did and didn't. The Sami Zayn electric chair question mm-hmm. thing. He mentioned AEW. Yeah, and then WWE proceeded to cut out of all replays of that segment. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I have seen numerous uh, conflicting reports stating, uh, stating that Vince was like the one in his ear and was giving him direct lines to say. And I've heard other reports say that Vince is furious at Sammy for mentioning the letters AEW on Monday Night Raw. But that I guess that was their only response to it, you know, having having some one wrestler say it. Or sorry, sports entertainer. <laughs> well, not really, because like the first hour and 15 minutes of Raw, there was no wrestling. And that's because WWE tackled Double or Nothing with doing what they think that they do best, and that's tell stories. And Brock Lesnar was dancing. Right, now, I actually, I find Brock in the bank, Beast in the bank, whatever you want to call it, the block, Brock party, I think it's hilarious. I think it's brilliant. I thought it was funny when they did it last week, because it was just Brock going into business for himself. But, you know, give give Vince mm-hmm. an inch, you know, take a mile. There's no t-shirts, there's, you know, he's actually making it a proper thing, rather than just Brock 
dancing about, which is a pain. But I see. No, I I enjoy this because it's a change of character and it's something different to what we've been seeing. Where he comes out and he stands, is quite intimidating, and then laughs at something that Paul Heyman says. This showed a whole new sort of dimension to him, where he is uh-huh. goofy and he's like now cocky because he's basically the champion and he's just waiting to pick his you know he's just basically waiting until the moment's right and his interaction with Paul was brilliant I thought, I thought that was quite funny wait wait, I've I've got a year to catch this like how did you not know this yeah I thought that was brilliant it, it's exactly of like Brock mm-hmm. to not know like it yeah. fits him well he doesn't pay attention to it when he's not you know when he's not watching when yeah. he's not wrestling I mean it made sense I don't know do we both think that he's going to cash in on Kofi once Smackdown goes to Fox that is my that is yeah. my thoughts now yeah I don't think he'll uh, do the universal title no. the other thing I could see is maybe waiting closer to Mania and have like that flipped from Seth Rollins if, he, if he's doing the universal title I feel he's going to do a heist of the century with Seth yeah but just Im- imagine the heat oh that'd be yeah it would be a humongous heat nuclear heat right I think that I think that was raw that was raw <laughs> and Smackdown had my favourite segment ever Shane McMahon appreciation day oh. I'm surprised you didn't buy a ticket I'm surprised you weren't there to appreciate the best in the world Rusev Nakamura Alistair Black Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, hell, Luke Harper, all these people that aren't being used at all because we've got some 55-year-old man who can't throw a punch is taking all of the shine away from their actual performers. Do you want your dad to love you that much, Shane? I just, I hate him so much. I think he's brilliant. No, he's not. He he is, he is, he's, he is the best McMahon. Yeah, but that's like being the most handsome man in the Burns unit. <laughs> he's he's a fantastic uh, performer that I think is underrated a bit. And if, if you think about it this way, Vince and Stephanie are the only McMahons in the creative team. Shane has nothing to do with that. He is just doing his job and being told to go out there and perform like a monkey. But I think he's I think he's doing it fantastically. I think he's his feud with the Miz made Miz a fantastic face. Did he? Did it? Really? Because oh, let's, yeah. get, uh-huh. let's get buried and is still digging his way out. I think I think it's, it helps Miz get over very well as a face. I think Shane was a perfect opponent for him. I don't like his feud with Roman. But I don't like his feud with Roman at all. Have someone else do it rather than, you know, Roman is supposed to be the, the big dog. Woof, woof. How is Shane <laughs> anywhere near main event level calibre? He's not. He's the boss's son. And he's not a wrestler. And he's the best wrestler in the world. I know I know. we said we're not going to do uh, predictions for Saudi Arabia, but Shane's winning that match. No, he's not. Really? No. Uh, no, Roman's winning. Uh, Roman's winning. But speaking of predictions, shall we just get straight on to, to NXT? Because that's, that's what brought this podcast to being this week. Yeah is the NXT predictions because I want that title back and it's not fair that you have it. Your reign is going to be as long, as long as our truths oh, I forgot about that. The 24-7 title. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm bored of that belt now. 24-7 title belt. I'm sick of it now. I'm, a, I'm slightly a myth that it hasn't changed hands over social media yet. I think that's a bit strange. Yeah. But I like it. Anyway, yeah, predictions. So NXT, uh, you very helpfully said uh, before we went on air that you hadn't watched much of NXT 
recently. I've not been able to watch much NXT recently, unfortunately. Just It's been something that I've just been catching up on in terms of like seeing the results, watching little bits of YouTube, but not actually being able to sit down and watch mm-hmm. a whole episode. Now, looking at this card, there's two ways that it can either go. Either the Undisputed Era win everything and they get all the gold, like they've been saying that they're going to be draped in gold, or yes. they win nothing and they break up. Mm. And I th- I think there's too much money in the Undisputed Era to break them up. I, yeah, I think that as well. But there's been little inklings over the past month, month and a bit that there's a wee bit of dissension in the ranks between the Undisputed Era and I don't like this. And they, they are just a wonderful stable. They are a wonderful stable. I... I've... <sighs> I mean, Roddy's not got a chance of walking out with gold, has he? No. So it really is down to Cole and Fish and, and right, O'Reilly. I can see them maybe walking out with the gold, to be honest. Yeah, so can I. Yeah, I think I think it's probably the right time to put them on. They have all the gold on them. Mm-hmm. Right, so we'll just get stuck into the card. Go for it. Lead the way. Opening match, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Matt Riddle's going to win this. I think, I, I think Riddle's winning. I agree with you there. I think I think Strong will do well. The only way that I can see Roddy Strong winning is if the Undisputed Era get involved. Because Riddle mm. has kind of been involved in the title picture a little bit. So Yes, he has, yeah. I can maybe see Undisputed Era getting involved, but I'm going to play it safe because I like this championship and go for Riddle to win. Okay, I will also be going Riddle to win, yeah. And you, you know what happened last time that we both... Uh, I'll pick the same for the prediction. Wait, yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> I cried myself to sleep the night you won that belt. Oh, I mean, I'm not sorry. I'll not be sorry when I take it back. I am a wrestling prophet. Speaking of prophets, the Street Profits are in a fatal four-way ladder match for the now vacated NXT Tag Team Championships. They're in there along with Birch and Lorcan, the Undisputed Era, as we mentioned, and the Forgotten Sons. I'm so looking forward. This is going to be great. This will potentially be match of the night this will get the five star hog flush you think i think so i mean that's bold to say that before any takeover about a single match because all of them could potentially could win that award the prestigious award that is the five star hog splash is an interesting match because this is the forgotten sun's first takeover yes i think yes so this is a big stage for them we've not seen them on this grand stage and i think it'll be an interesting to see their chemistry with all the other teams uh-huh. and if it will be able to top the, the ladder match that was Authors of Pain DIY uh, Revival. Yeah, it, I mean, it is good. It's, it's going to be fantastic. They, um, I mean, the Forgotten Sons, I don't know. How do we feel about them? They're very much like an old-fashioned uh, tag team. They're not amazing in the ring, but they don't really need to be. They just hit things. Yeah, they feel very much like early iteration of the Revival, uh-huh. kind of, mixed with... Uh, James Storm, <laughs> right? That's my. That's what I, I see in them. They're very James Storm esque, which I think is good. He, he he is a fantastic wrestler with a good character. Yep. And I think that's that's really what they're they're like. I, I not a big fan of Wesley Blake, but Steve Cutler and the what's it? I can't remember his name now. Jackson Riker. That's it. Jackson Riker, formerly known as Gunner in TNA. I think he's brilliant. I think he. Potentially got the most well, he's got the most potential, I think, in that group. I think so, because he's just a big, scary looking dude. Yeah, but he can actually 
like actually go in the ring quite a bit. Then we've got the undisputed era, um, O'Reilly and Fish, and Only Larkin and Danny Birch. I mean, all the all the teams in this bring a different dimension to the match, and the street profits as well. Ovation that they got when the. Viking War Experience Raiders uh, vacated their title was something else. It's a tough, call, a tough match to call, really. I think it's between the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era. Yep. So which are you going to go? <sighs> you know what? I'm. I believe Adam Cole. The Undisputed Era are going to be draped in gold. I'm going for O'Reilly and Fish. As much as I want to say that it's the Undisputed Era, I don't want to have every match the exact same on this takeover. So I will be saying the Street Profits. Because I think I think after their showing against War Machine Viking Raiders Machine Experience War, I think they were potentially the most over tag team in T- in NXT. It might be their time to shine. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I think B- yeah. Birch and Lorcan. There's there's time to give them the belt. I mean, they've had the belt recently, haven't they? Did they have them. Birch and Lorcan. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Mustache Mountain. Sorry. Yeah, you're thinking the Mustache Mountain won them, mm-hmm. but no, Birch and Lorcan. I don't think have had the belts. Um, they're, they're, yeah, their their time will come. Uh, speaking of time coming for someone, uh, could Io Shirai be the one to dethrone Shayna Baszler as the NXT Women's Champion? I don't think so. Well, I'm glad you don't think so because I think so. Oh, I think I think it's about time that Shayna does something else. I'm a bit bored of her as the champion oh, so now, as much as I, I think she's fantastic. Oh. I think uh, Shirai has. Is is probably ready for the belt, whereas I just don't want to see more of Baszler as champion. Is she's been champion for what the majority of the past year and a half? Yeah, apart from that little time when they decided to give it to Kyrie Sane for seemingly no reason. Yeah, and I, yeah, it felt like it was very strange. I think what would happen if Shirai wins it is the exact same. Like she'll have it for a wee while, and then Baszler will win it back. But I think. I think it's it's Io Shirai's time. I thought it was going to be B- uh, Bianca Belair that took the belt off her, but uh, that didn't uh, come to fruition. And now she is no longer undefeated because uh, Mia Yim, Mia Yim beat her. And I, th- mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be between Yim and Candice LeRae to see who actually takes the belt off Shayna. I think if Baszler wins, then you're spot on there. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be one of those two. Uh, I would probably favour Candice more. Yeah. But no, I, I I totally agree there. But I think Shirai will win it, and then uh, what will it be? NXT Takeover Toronto. Toronto's next. Baszler will win, and then we'll it'll lead on to the next challenger. This, it just really gives them more time to extend the feud. I think that's why they'll do it. See, I, th- I think it's I think it's going to be the opposite. Uh, Shayna wins here, and it's not too long until the next uh, the next Takeover Toronto. So uh, I think Shayna could lose it there. It's I think it's the one match on the card that I don't actually care the outcome for because it could go either way and create two good stories. Uh, speaking of speaking of great stories, uh, the Velveteen Dream against Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze coming back to NXT, uh, thankfully, after floundering in uh, mediocrity on the main roster, much like most of the NXT call-up. I'm glad he's back. <laughs> so glad he's back. And he's in the perfect feud. Yeah. Oh, Dream is... Everything he touches turns to gold. So this is this is going to be great. It wasn't that long, actually, that Tyler Breeze was in NXT. He had a match against Ricochet when Ricochet was a North American champion. Yeah, he last appeared in, in I think it was December. I think his last appearance was December 8th, uh, where he faced Ricochet. But apart from that, Breeze hasn't been seen in NXT for, what, three, four yeah, years? This has been a good while. Uh, but he's not really done. It was 2015 he called up. This will be a good match, but I, I mean, I think Dream's winning. But then, what do you do with Breeze after that? Does 
Breeze just come across to NXT to do the job for Dream? Or is there going to be a bit more to it? See, I, I can see Dream winning mm-hmm. and then Breeze showing respect after the match. And then their next match will be like, oh, well, we've both got mutual respect for each other. And then have Breeze do a heel turn. Okay. Yeah. And then and then win the title. Again, it could it it seems more likely that he's just been put down there to to give this takeover a, a bigger feel and give this a you know dream a match that means something. So it could be. Yeah, he had a great match with Riddle at the last takeover, and I kind of thought they were going to continue that feud because it did look a little bit like Riddle was going to do heel turn, uh, but that didn't come to fruition. Yeah, I think I think Dream's gonna is gonna win this quite comfortably. No, I th- I think it'll be a, a comfortable win for Dream. Mm. It'll be a fantastic match. Uh, yeah, there's not really much more I can say on that one. It sort of came out of nowhere recently, didn't yeah. it? Uh, Dream issued a, what, a challenge, and then Breeze appeared. Well, Dream had kind of issued a challenge to uh, Dominic Dijakovic, but he's mm-hmm. had to go away and have surgery, so that didn't happen, and now uh, Dream's been parachuted in. Yeah, no, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to the match. Yeah, I love Breeze. I love Breeze. I think he's fantastic and he's underutilised. And this is probably the best spot putting him back in NXT. Yeah. I wonder what uh, Dream's entrance will be this time. Uh, I think he might take the mick out of the, the whole selfie stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and he'll sort of wear a similar attire to Breeze. Because they're like very similar characters. Uh-huh. He is sensational. Uh, we, we do love a bit of the Patrick Clark experience. We do, yes. Right, main event. Oh, Gargano Cole 2. Yeah. It's the big one. I'm so, so looking forward to this. Uh, before we started recording, I sat and I watched the final fall of their last match. And it is just absolutely just a wonderful match. It was wonderfully paced, a great bit of storytelling. And, you know, Adam, Adam Cole's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. He, well, that match got five stars. Five and a half stars. Five and a half stars. Wow. So it's the highest rated match in WWE. That's incredible. I, yeah. Yeah, Dave Meltzer said it was the, the best match he's ever watched on American soil. Yeah, it's it was a great match at Mania Weekend. That was, it was something special. Yeah. And I think they have fantastic chemistry together and this match will be no different. Could be uh, another five-star match. It, it, certainly, it certainly could be. The only thing that puts me off Adam Cole winning is the fact that are they going to let Johnny's championship reign be so short? I think so. I think so. It felt like his championship reign, it wasn't going to be a long one mm. in the first place if he'd won it from Champa. I feel like because they'd both been called up to the main roster, yeah, it was going to be short regardless. Uh-huh. So this is sort of borrowed time in my eyes for him in NXT. So what, do, what do we do with Gargano if he loses? Make him Mrs. Larry, Mr. Larry, and just have him be the side of Candice. Now, if he loses main roster... From just back at SummerSlam, you know, have a send-off match at SummerSlam and come up to the main roster. Apart from that, I don't know what else. He's done everything in NXT. I mean, you can't really put him on 205 Live because the brand is kind of dying. Yeah. A SmackDown? Nah. It's probably best where to go, you know, for him. That's probably best. Yeah, let's have him fight against Shane. Yeah, oh. kick his head off. For, like, you'd love that. I would, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love him to kick Shane's head off. Or even better, yeah. even better, throw their shoes at him. You would love that. You would just like any pain to come to Shane. Oh, not not any pain. The was it diverticulitis he had at Mania Thirty Four? Like that, that, that yeah, would... and he also fell out of a helicopter. 
yeah, that, you know, was unpleasant to say the least. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't want him to be in too much pain. I just don't want to see him. He causes you pain when he's on your screen. Yeah, it causes me emotional distress. I just don't like seeing a 50-year-old man clogging up my screen. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, that's where Gargano's going. He's going to go and super kick Shane for you on SmackDown. Excellent. And because of that, Adam Adam Cole, baby, is winning this. And the Undisputed Era are going to take all the gold. I agree that Adam Cole is winning. It's his time. He needs the gold. He does. He deserves that run at the top. Yeah, he does. Because there was a long, long time where they just kept losing. Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, they just kept losing for a while. But I do think we do need to establish them again as the the main force behind NXT. And, you know, when was the last time that we had a good faction in WWE? In NXT or just in, in general? Just in general. Oh. Shield? Wyatt Family? <laughs> the Core? <laughs> With two R's. Yeah, the two R's. Oh, just some um, of the people that were in that, the core. Yeah, uh, Heath Slater, legend of the industry. Ezekiel Jackson, forgot. the last ever ECW champion. Mr. Justin Gabriel. I forgot about Justin Gabriel. Wade Barrett. Yeah. yeah. Good old, good old great G. faction. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, even, even the Nexus was destroyed. Yeah, I, I, the new Nexus was a bit meh. But the original Nexus... That was something special. Yeah, it was. For a bit. Or who can forget Apple? The team of Santino Morella, Big Show, Kane, R-Truth, and someone else. They faced the core at uh, WrestleMania 27, I want to say. That was that was in my dark period, and I'm so glad that it was. I, I want to say it was Apple, and they faced core oh. at that. God. Because Vince must have been creasing himself that it was Apple core. Top, top banter there from Vinnie Mac. It is, it's top quality. Right, so just to cap things off, predictions, Matt Riddle, Roddy Strong, we both think Riddle. Yes. Dream against Tyler Breeze, we both think Dream. Correct. Uh, Four-way ladder match for the vacated NXT Tag Team Championships. You think Street Profits, I think the Undisputed Era. Yep. I think Shayna Baszler, you think Yoshirai for the NXT Women's Championship and for... The Correct. main one, the big gold belt. We both think Adam Cole. We do. Adam Cole is going to stand at the top, at the top of the night, and I can see, I can see them having all the gold. But purely because I want to differ, I've gone Street Profits. It'll be interesting to see. I can't watch this live, unfortunately, this weekend. I am at a wedding on Sunday, Ooh. so I will be catching up on at some point. I've got a very stressful Saturday. Oh. Going out to see going out to see uh, American Idiot, which means nice. which means that nice. I will miss I will miss the football. <gasps> you poor thing. I'll miss the football, so I'm just gonna have to not look at anything until I get home and then watch the football and then I've got this straight after it. So it's gonna be a long day. It is gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a wild, wild night for you. Some football and wrestling. And some Green Day. And Green Day, yeah. Well Amer- American Idiot, the musical. Yes. Good musical. It is a great musical. I've seen it before. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Good. Well I'm sure you will enjoy it. I am sure. So yes, I'm going to retain my prediction championship. Wrong. Fraser thinks I'm wrong, but yeah, if MD wants to come and challenge me for it. Lewis Capaldi, then we're here. We are here almost every week. <laughs> almost every almost. week. We will be taking a couple of weeks off at some point soon. Uh, Fraser, if people want to send you support or want to tell you how terribly wrong you are with these predictions, uh, where can they find you on the internet? 
They can find me at the Fraser Porter on Instagram and Twitter. So give me a follow on both. And if you want to become a dedicated member of the Hog Army, then it's at David underscore ALA on Twitter and B David Hog on Instagram. That's all we've got time for on this week's Yet Another Wrestling Podcast. We all hope you enjoy NXT TakeOver. It's set to be a cracking show, as per. Fraser, I hope you enjoy it when you eventually see it and you enjoy the wedding you're going to as well. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a fantastic weekend. Looking forward to NXT. Hope everyone enjoys. I, I mean, NXT is always good, so it, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be great. Regardless. We will be back. We'll be back at some point next week. I'm gonna, but we'll be back with my title, and I can't wait to have it. You know, it's Big Goldie. It's going to be mine. We Goldie. We Goldie, yeah. Well, that's it, and we'll see you next week for our reactions. Bye. Bye.